Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Start a new week together again here, and it was the kind of a game that had all the people whispering. Fix. They were, I think they were whispering it lower than that. But, but this was being said. Now, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. I know we're getting set for Game Five of the NBA Finals, and the Warriors are a rather large favorite in that game, for what it's worth. And they were a big favorite. In fact, biggest underdog LeBron James has been at home in a decade in the game on Friday night. Now, you know what happened, right? You know what happened. The Warriors, 48 minutes away from ending all reasonable debate about who the best single-season postseason team was in postseason history. You go 16-0, you are not going to lose arguments when you go 16-0 in the postseason. And finishing off the championship only to watch in horror as the Cavaliers Ended up winning with ease. Uh, now, I am not complaining. I'm not complaining about where we are right now in the NBA Finals. And if you follow this show religiously and you, you pay close attention to this, then you know that that surprise finish helped me avoid having to hand out thousands of golden tickets. Mac, our guy Mac in the Bay Area, he would have gotten like a golden ticket for every day he's been alive. Uh, had the Warriors won that game, 
And in addition to that, that game also kept me from explaining to my boss how I gave away to some guy named Johnny and his extended family an hour of valuable network airtime. <laughs> That would have been slightly uncomfortable to uh, call my boss up and say, yeah, you know, I'm doing this little overnight show. Uh, don't mind, if you hear this guy Johnny on the air, you know, ranting about the Modesto baseball scene, do not be upset by that. So, and I blame Johnny for this, though. And the reason I blame Johnny is because he called up to do a victory lap before the game had ended. Like, he called up the night before, the day, the morning of, the overnight, before the final game, what he thought would be the final game of the NBA Finals. And uh, voila, did not happen. So the question here is this. Forget about all that. Let's go focus back, circle back around to the whispers of the fix being in in the NBA Finals. The question, what do you make of the conspiracy chatter that was making the rounds? My reaction to that, that is life in the NBA. Life in the NBA. You you should come to expect it. If you have not already come to expect this, you should expect it. And I'll tell you why. Number one, we know without a doubt, thanks to Tim Donahue, that there has been funny business that happens. That that the conspiracy talk is not just lunatics with tinfoil hats that call radio shows and post stuff on social media, you know, from the fringes. Of society, that this occasionally does happen. Now, the NBA wants you to believe that Tim Donahue was a lone wolf and that you don't let him define what the NBA is. But most people with half a brain, and I'm going to include you in this, know the seedy past of the NBA. Now, we don't need to give you the oral history of all of the shady activities that have taken place. The, the flip side is, if you are against the conspiracy narrative, the flip side of that is the Cleveland Cavaliers played really, really well, which is not wrong. Kyrie Irving and LeBron James had out-of-body experiences at different times, and that's certainly true. But this was – it's not your classic old-school fix job in the sense that were the officials terrible? Yeah, they were terrible, but it wasn't openly blatant. If you look at the the final stat sheet, you're not going to say, well, that clearly shows that the, the conspiracy is true. You, you need some nuance to this. There, there's some nuance that is required into this. Okay? And so when you, when you look at this objectively, because we're very objective, the Warriors' defense got really bad, but it was more than that. I mean, if you look at just the final stat sheet, you'll see that Golden State – they shot more foul attempts uh, than Cleveland did. But timing matters. It does matter. Early, the officials gave an edge to Cleveland. And that's where the chatter really picked up. Because if you look at it, the Warriors had 11 fouls and a technical in the first 10 minutes of the game. Right? Setting the tone. Now, you can set the tone. You can still lose the game. And Golden State is certainly capable of coming back and going nuts and hitting a zillion or bazillion uh, three-point shots. But in this particular case, they set the tone. The Cavaliers, who had scored 91 points in game one for 48 minutes, go out and score 86 points in 24 minutes of the game the other night, game four. And they took advantage and shot lights. I had 49 points in 12 minutes of an NBA Finals game. 
insane that that happened. Absolutely insane. So where does the conspiracy stuff come into play? It's more, in this case, a combination of early horrific officiating, one-sided officiating, and bizarre sandbagging by Golden State. I'm somewhere mixed between those two things. I'm, I'm going back and forth on those two things. Now, the second part that we want to discuss here. Now, do we have proof that the game the other night, game four of the NBA Finals, was somehow manipulated? The answer is, well, no, we don't have proof. We have a lot of anecdotal evidence that when you throw it all together into a giant bowl and you, you toss it up, you can understand why the argument is being made that there was some funny business that went on. We mentioned several times, and, and some of you paid attention, and I thank you for that. In fact, you know, I had multiple people, hey, remember that stat you gave out? Uh, it wasn't really a stat. It was just a, a point of reference. ABC, the broadcast partner of the NBA, was going to lose as much as $130 million of lost ad revenue if Golden State had swept the NBA Finals. The TV ratings have been great. Every game they seem to get better. So you figure extra games, extra ratings, that helps the bottom line, helps the advertisers out, helps the broadcast partners out. And Golden State, the owners of the Golden State Warriors, they were going to lose $27 million themselves. Every lost home game in the NBA Finals, they're going to lose two of them. Every lost home game, you end up losing $13.5 million. So much the Warriors are going to gain from playing the game on Monday night, an extra home game. And ABC gets to trim some of their losses. Now, the idea that this is going to go seven, it's not going seven, would be very very confident in saying that, that the Warriors will win the game tonight. But it does benefit the bean counters in the bottom line that Cleveland was able to win that game on Friday. And uh, there's, there's two defined sides. The last point here, there's two defined sides on this when you talk about conspiracies in the NBA. There's two types of people in the world. On one side of the room, and I believe this is the majority when it comes to the NBA, uh, those that truly believe are convinced that there is deceptive behavior. It's plausible that there's deceptive behavior that has taken place. And on the other side, there are the lemmings who believe that everything is on the up and up, that there is no disobedience or deceitful actions that are taking place. It's all good. So I I am a skeptic. We point that out all the time. So I, I am on the side of the room where it is absolutely plausible. It's not just plausible. It's happened before. The NBA has altered with officials the uh, the results, certainly try to impact the results uh, of NBA Finals games. And if people in the NBA get upset, you just reference David Stern, you're Tim Donahue, and you, you go through the list. There's videos that you can get on YouTube as reference of the many questionable activities that have taken place in the NBA over the uh, over the years. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Congratulations to the Pittsburgh Penguins who won the Stanley Cup. Much to the shame of our friend Rusev. And uh, now I did watch the game. There was much, you know, not much of a game, scoreless game. One, uh, well, it was two nothing because of an empty net goal. But the Penguins get a goal with a minute. I think it was like a minute thirty left in the game. And the thing that overwhelmingly has been uh, given to me by my friends in Nashville is that this was a Gary Bettman F.U. to the people in the Music City. 
that they got hosed by a goal that should have counted in the eyes of every Predator fan, that, all three of them that emailed me. Three, Eddie, three people, Eddie, from Nashville who listened to this show told me that was BS, that that goal was not allowed. Well, it was terrible I'm- officiating. That should have counted. Bad job by the referees. They stuck it to Nashville. Well, I don't know why Gary Bettman would want to stick it to Nashville. Nashville's been a because they're, they're not a, they're not a legit franchise. Penguins have won a bunch of Stanley. What Cubs. do you mean they're not a legit? They're not franchise. a legit franchise. What does the that Penguins mean? Penguins have won they won four. Now they won five Stanley Cups. They've got history. The Nashville Predators have so none. That, so the the Clippers are obviously a yeah, irrelevant franchise. NBA then, stuck right? it in. Gary, let me tell you oh about that. God. The Clippers have had serious injuries the last couple of years, Eddie. Devastating injury. Yes, blame Adam Silver. Adam Silver's got a voodoo fault. doll of Blake Griffin. That's no, why. Look, I, What's I wrong mean, with your Clippers? Nothing. That was an unfortunate call that went against Nashville, but that's oh, um, come that's, on, Eddie. That's what happens sometimes oh. in hockey when the referee loses side of the puck, he blows the whistle. It's uh-huh. happened many times in hockey. It wasn't unique. It was unfortunate, but yeah, it wasn't yeah, unique. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's Eddie. Uh, you know, in the in the bag in the tank for the NHL. Uh, yes, of right course. There. Yes, because they you, pay me so much money. You want to get special so favors from the NHL? Sure, sure. That's exactly right. Exactly but. correct. Yeah. Oh, Nick, look, Pittsburgh's a worthy champion. They won it back-to-back. Hasn't happened since the late 90s with the Red Wings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great story for them. Eh, would have been better if Nashville won. Well, you mentioned you, you know, Rusev's Predators. What about you? You said it was Ben yeah. Maller yeah. and Rusev and arm and arm. I didn't, I, didn't see you, well, I, didn't get, I didn't see you mentioning your well, name this time. And, and I, I don't know if I should say this on the air, but Rusev made some promises, and he had promised me he was going to send me a, a Nashville Predators jersey. Do you see me wearing? Do you see me wearing a Nashville Predators jersey? I, I do not. But I'm not right. I'm I, not I, wearing. I did get a uh, a package from the Catnapper today. Oh. Interest, interesting timing from the Catnapper. The but Catnapper. I, I got a Nashville Predators T-shirt. You got you got that. I got prison mail from a correctional oh, facility. Oh, that seems about right. In uh, Saint Joseph, Missouri. Sure. So shout out to our friends in St. Joseph, so, Missouri. Thank you, Catnapper, and my condolences. to. Is he to in prison Friday. also? I don't think He's so. Not? not that I know of. And no. I heard a rumor there's other prison mail that's also here. So multiple packages from prison. And it's all for you, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Listen, those, Eddie, how many guys do we know that used to be locked up? They went, you know, they cleaned up their act, and now they're Allegedly, honest members yeah. of society. And plus, a few, if, yeah. you know, if you want to get a good deal on a television or something like that, these are the guys to talk to. Or, you know, some yeah. medical advice. Exactly. But don't, yes. don't, not a doctor, not a real doctor. Hey, I'm fu- Hey, one of your biggest super fans, that guy uh, from, where was he, Montana or something? Yeah, King Eddie. Yeah, the uh, King Eddie. That was a one hit wonder, though. That guy called, we loved his voice. Ang- he called Ang- it- Angry Bill has done time. Jed who fled, of course. Well, Angry Bill's a bank robber. Yeah. Uh, what, well, Doc Mike's done time That's for two right. years. He couldn't call the show. State of Illinois banned him from calling the show. America's finest right here on the Ben Maller Show. You're only allowed to call if you've been to jail. (laughs) If you have not been, this is the hour of incarceration. If you've been to jail, we want to talk to you is what we want to do. But you got to figure out the number. I'm still not giving out the number, Eddie. I'm on a a no number. I think the magic on that has worn off. Nah, I think we're good. We'll see. Ah, Nobody calls. They don't want to talk. That's fine. I'm good. I got plenty of content. Plenty of content. I do. All right, Danny G. I see him. He was he survived his trip to Northern California. He made it back safe and sound, and saw a baseball game. We'll hear all about the travels of Danny G. The travel log 
of Danny G Radio. The, the coop the loop is here as well. Now, did you uh, see uh, his baby that he was the picture he was showing everybody? Who has a baby? Uh, this, uh, uh, coop had a baby this coop weekend. Coop had a baby, yeah. really. Yeah. I or, didn't know. Or, was, I didn't know he was pregnant. Well, I had no idea. He was so proud of the picture he was showing everyone yeah. of the milkshake that he ate over the weekend. Oh, did he go to uh, the place down the street Yes. Yeah. Well, well, I don't it, know. It's not down the street. Yeah, it's, no, not, right? it's not open oh, yet it's down the street. Open. I went yeah. to Hollywood. Fat Sal's, right? Fat yeah. Sal's, yeah. Man. Yeah, they had, they had a, a waffle in it. <laughs> well, apparently- You look like a fat pig, Coop. You gained a bunch of weight. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, there is some uh, some New York milkshake you know, place, some store called Black Tap, and they were out at Fat Sal's this weekend only Ooh, in Hollywood. One weekend only. Yeah, yeah, it was the most expensive milkshake I've ever oh, had oh, in my hold life. On, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let's try to guess. What? Well, he said the name of the place. Oh, yeah. That's the official yeah. sponsor of the All Black. What was the name of the place, Coop? Yeah. Black Tap. Yeah, that's right. Racist. All right. So, how much do you think Coop spent on a milkshake? I'll go first. Uh, I've been to Fat Sal's. I like it. It's good. You can't go there too often, though. Uh, I will say. $11.50 on a milkshake. Uh, Eddie? Well, you know I'm so good at guessing these you know, things with numbers. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go $15. Uh, Danny G. $13.56. You guys have boxed me in. So if it's under eleven I'm in good shape. All right. Koopa Loop, the answer is? Ben, you cheated. You had that exact not, milkshake this weekend, cheat. didn't you? I did not oh, cheat. I was man. not there. I, was, I had to go to my uh, in-laws and hang out with them this weekend. Wow, it was eleven dollars, so like after tax, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I win it. That's a winner. Uh-huh. He cheated. That's how we start the week, right there with a win for me. Cheating. I win right there, Eddie. I'm a winner. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. None other than the mom of one of the players in the NBA Finals. Now, some. In the mainstream basketball media are claiming this is all a joke. There's nothing to it. But Draymond Green's mom, Draymond Green's mom, Mama Green, believes that the referees were paid off in game four of the NBA Finals. She was uh, complaining. A rigged game. The the referees ripping uh, the referees, the mom of Draymond Green. Now, I did cheat a little bit. That's right. The officials have been paid, officially paid, was the word from uh, Mama Green. This is the second consecutive year that a relative of a Golden State Warrior player has said there was some strange activity going on. Remember uh, Steph Curry's wife last year going on a little uh, mini Twitter rant. <laughs> and then she had to, she had, like, go visit the commissioner and apologize as she did the whole was it People magazine that she did a sit down with and she said she was out of line and how terrible that was. Yes. All right. Let's go to the phones right now. We'll say hello to Alan, who's in Oakland on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Alan. You're on the Ben Maller show. What's on, Ben? I told you last time you was the bomb, man. You the bomb. Love your show. Love your show. Thank you, Alan. And uh, and I've been incarcerated before. All right, you see that? This is the hour of incarceration. All yeah. right, good job, Alan. You're a clean man now. You're on the up and up, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. My incarceration came from unemployment. They said I stole from a city 
and I went to jail for unemployment. Have you ever heard that before? That's in your ridiculous. Life? That's that's not what jails are for. Not for unemployment. Now, that's ridiculous. It, it was amazing, man. Yeah. My family couldn't believe it. But uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I went twelve days. I was in the slammer for twelve days. Twelve days. Like imagine, 12 I, would, days. I would go nuts if I was in there for twelve days. I, just, I was. I was yeah. actually nuts. But you know what? It taught me a lot. It let me like 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 the referees and learned me the system. <laughs> uh-huh. I like that. I like that. You have right. to be a stupid. So what's what you got for me, Alan? Hey, I just want to ask you a question because I, I agree with this. You know, I've been a fan 43 years, but when Petulia and uh, the guy, what's his name, stepped over him, same thing Draymond did with uh, LeBron, don't never step over a man. You never do that. You know that. No, you let no one step over you. But why did LeBron grab the referee twice and held his arm? Watch that play. And he didn't get a take. I, I thought it was supposed to be don't touch the reps. Yeah, well, they, they, there's like a, a a protective shield around the referees, Alan. And you're not allowed. Well, was, to, but but LeBron's got special powers. I thought so. That's, yeah. There you go, right there. You said that's why I love your show, man, because you just be so right on it. But I couldn't understand that. Let Draymond or anybody else, even on the uh, uh, Cleveland team, grab. The referee—that's a straight tech. You cannot touch the ref, yeah. and I couldn't believe that. And so that's what made me really say, you know what? But it's cool. The money is all about that. I said in, in five games anyway. I said the Warriors were winning in five anyway. Yeah. So all right. I, well, I so you could gonna, be a prophet tonight, Alan. You could be the I genius, be the smartest guy in the room tonight. Okay. Yeah. So I all love right. your show. You the all bomb. Right. But uh, all to right. all the incarceration people that ever been in jail, I'm glad you out and uh, have a good one. There you go. I right, thank you. We even have guys still in jail that call the show. We've had guys call from jail. I didn't even know that was possible. I have pointed out that if you give me a television, internet access, and a phone, I don't know that I, I, I don't know that I would turn down jail. I think that would be pretty good. The, the food's probably not that great. You know, just pointing that out. But uh, let's go to Little Larry, who's in San Francisco as well, and he is next on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Ben Maller Show. Hello, Little Larry. Big Ben, how you doing, sir? Good evening. Welcome. What's up? What you got for me? Oh, I've been in jail too, man. All right. We're two for two. Look at this, guys. The Tiger Woods of callers, Little Larry. DUI. No. All right. Larry, how how much time did you do, Larry? Well, you know how it is when you drink and drive, man. They just make you sit in the drunk tank, and then you got to get out the next day, and then then you got to deal with the thousands of thousands of dollars in losses. Now, how much I, 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 I've not gotten a DUI, and I hope to avoid it. But is it is it ten thousand? How much do you end up getting the hit with your insurance and everything, and the fees and all the stuff you got to pay? Well, you know, because I have Italian connections, uh, I wanted to make sure that it was cheaper for me. So I had I had my lawyer uh, negotiate a reckless driving the first time. So literally, it's like saying you just made a mistake without it really counting. As a DUI. No, look at you. This is not just a sports show. We're giving out solid life advice is what we're doing here. All right, well, you didn't call about that, little Larry. You, you have something to add, some brilliant point you want to add about the NBA Finals. Yes? Yes, I do, actually. I used to work for the Warriors, actually. I did the 50-50 raffle where I gave a jackpot to a winner, and then the other half went to charity. Yes, that's my girlfriend saying, go Warriors. Wow, I heard that. Go Warriors! Oh, she's very loud. She's a very loud woman. (laughs) Go 
<laughs> so basically, basically, I can tell you from experience of working for the Warriors, they are the next, I guess you could say, six, seven-time world champion because uh-huh. of the fact that, you know, Michael Jordan, if he kept his unit together like he did, I believe that the Warriors, if they keep their unit like they do, they're going to attempt to make more history. Well, I know they're going to attempt. I know they're going to attempt it, but it's one thing to attempt it to actually do it. You know, how about we just stop at this? They got two. They're going to have two after the game on Monday night. You don't know that they're going to underachieve down the line, or they're going to get tired of this, and the team's going to break up. But you enjoy it right now, Larry. You enjoy the moment. You live in the moment. You don't worry about seven years from now. We'll leave it there. A little Larry and his loud girlfriend. Driving around. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Back at it again this hour as the Golden State Warriors return home to play Cleveland tonight, which could be the last NBA game for a good amount of time. And as we await that game five in the finals, we are left to dissect our friends in Cleveland. Uh, That's right. Now, no town in the United States of America, has taken more shots from people in the world of sports than the capital of the Rust Belt. Not the capital of Ohio. We know that's our friends over in Columbus, but in Cleveland. Now, uh, Draymond Green over the weekend added to the legend of athletes and people in sports unloading on the Rust Belt mecca. Uh, Draymond Green grabbing a seat at the table with a zinger directed at the people of Cleveland. I want to talk about this because if you missed it, maybe you were not paying attention, you were out doing stuff, you did not get to enjoy and let this marinate in your mind here. Let's go to the audio tape. Draymond Green, after the the game the other night, uh, taking a shot at the people of Northern Ohio. I don't pay much attention to anybody in Cleveland, honestly. Don't seem to be the sharpest people around. There you go. I really don't pay much attention to anyone in Cleveland, honestly, because they don't seem to be the sharpest people around. All right. So. Cleveland! Thing, yeah, one thing we like to do here, and we're going to ask this question, and then we're going to answer the question. Because when you ask a question, you must then answer the question, right? Because who wants to ask a question and not have an answer to? So here's the question. Where do you put Draymond Green, where does he rank on the totem pole of cheap shots at the city of Cleveland? Now, I am a historian of tirades and rants by coaches and people in sports, and as a public service, we need to find out where this belongs. Been plenty of historical jabs. Now, I have Draymond Green sliding into the number two spot on my board. I've got Draymond number two on my board of assaults on Cleveland, and my rankings go like this. We'll start with the gold standard, which despite the age, despite the time on this, is a guy by the name of Sam Weish. Now, if you are of a certain age, you know who Sam Weish is. If you are not, I will fill you in. All right, Sam Weish is a former NFL head coach. He has not been knocked off his perch. This goes all the way back to the dark age. In 1989, right, before social media and cable TV was was not even that big in 1989. So it's going way, way back. 1989, he was coaching the Cincinnati Bengals. Right? So Sam Weiss is coaching the Bengals. 
heavily favored Cincinnati Bengals. They were losing on an Arctic December day. It was a 28-degree day in Cincinnati, Ohio. The fans started tossing snowballs in the field. They were frustrated. The fans were annoyed with the officiating and the way the game was going. So Sam Weish grabbed the PA microphone, Bengals head coach Sam Weish, and dropped the immortal words that will live on all these years later, and it's still number one on our list. Will the next person that sees anybody throw anything onto this field, point them out, or get them out of here. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. <laughs> and the crowd roars. The crowd went wild. Uh, if you missed that, he said, will the next person who sees anybody throw anything on that field Point him out and get him out of here. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. And the crowd went nuts. It was a wonderful moment in NFL history. Now, the backstory on this, Sam Weish had been upset with the Browns, right? And he had encouraged fans. The Browns in those days encouraged fans sitting in the section in the end zone known as the dog pound before everything went corporate. This was just hoodlums, uh, and they were sitting in the end zone, and and Sam Weiss said, hey, uh, you know, I'm annoyed with this because the Browns were encouraging fans to throw dog biscuits in those days and, and other projectiles at the players, the visiting players. So the reason I have Sam Weiss number one ahead of Draymond Green, mainly coaches are supposed to be above sophomoric stuff like this. Sam Weiss, an NFL head coach, taking a pot shot at the good people of Cleveland. Right, so I have that uh, as an authority figure. I have that on top. The other rants were in news conference settings. Sam Weish took the PA mic, as I said. There were fifty-five thousand souls and a live television audience when Sam Weish did that. And plus, my favorite part of this: the Bengals were not playing the Cleveland Browns. They were playing the Seattle Seahawks that day back in nineteen eighty-nine. That's Dave Craig, Kurt Warner, the running back. Back in those days. So this was an unprovoked attack at Cleveland. So that's in the number one slot. I slide Draymond Green into number two just behind Sam Weish ahead of Joe Kim Noah. Now, Joe Kim Noah, this goes back to 2010. We go back. This is number three on our list. I feel like Casey Kasem. This is great. Although Casey Kasem would not have started with number one. He would have started with number three and worked his way up to number one. So I need some work on that. But the great late Casey Kasem. So Draymond Green, number two. I've got Joe Kim Noah, number three. Let's go back in the hot tub time machine. The year was 2010, and Joe Kim Noah was playing center for the Chicago Bulls, and he opined on the city of Cleveland. Do you like it? you think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say, I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. What's so good about Cleveland? Yeah, uh, Short and sweet, you think Cleveland's cool. I've never heard anybody say, I'm going to Cleveland on a vacation. That's 100% correct. That's 100% correct. It's not wrong at all. Now, the reason I have Draymond ahead of Joe Kim Noah, Noah took a shot at the culture, the entertainment in Cleveland. You can improve that. You can build amusement parks and new shopping malls and things like that. Draymond Green unleashed a rant about the intelligence, the stupidity of the people of Northern Ohio. Now, I know you can get smarter. You can read a book and, and things like that. But when Draymond said they don't seem to be the sharpest people around, 
that's not a shot at your culture and the, the people in your your city, the, the places to go and do things. That's a shot at the intelligence of the people. And, of course, Draymond Green has done some very mature things over the years. My favorite Draymond Green story is a couple years back when he thought he was sending a private message on Snapchat only to show the entire world his microphone. Uh, he said, Go! look at this. Uh, everyone look at me. Uh, sausage for everybody. Uh, yes. And then after that, if you remember, he, he initially said, Draymond, that he got hacked. And then after people seemed impressed with what he had sent out, the, the picture of his junk, he then admitted that the picture was supposed to be private. But he, he hit the wrong button. So just hit the wrong button. Hit when that happens. All right. Uh, last thing on this. Now, I have, if you've listened to the show, I have a love-hate relationship with the people in Cleveland. We have really good podcast numbers in the state of Ohio, and a lot of that does come from Cleveland. Cleveland! Despite my many brouhaha's with mainly Cleveland Indian fans and a few Cavalier fans, little delicate flowers that can't handle anything. Now, we have a few regular callers who are part of our show from northern Ohio. We have a lot from the middle of Ohio and from southern Ohio who appreciate the show. And then there's a whole bunch of it's a very small percentage, but it's it's it loud, a loud minority of knuckle-dragging Neanderthals who blindly follow the Cleveland sports franchises. And I am convinced that this percentage of people, if there was a volcano and the Cleveland Browns announced that they were going to fly over the volcano and they needed a couple hundred fans to jump into the volcano – that these people would sign up and say, what, what time's the flight? Yeah, all right. So the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Congratulations also are in order to the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins have won the Stanley Cup in a controversial game on Sunday night in Nashville. It was controversial because... My Predator friends, the uh, the fans of the show that listen to Nashville, some of them, three of them, in fact, outraged that a goal was taken off the board because of an inappropriate whistle. Uh, but in the end, the Penguins scored with a minute 30-something to go. That's, that's, uh, that sucks because uh, we're, we're bringing Edmund uh, Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia, but if the Penguins had scored with like 10 minutes to go, Ten minutes to go, then you could be like, okay, we got ten minutes to come back. Minute thirty-five, you're pretty much that's it. You're done. Yes, pretty much. You're screwed. Uh, and the goal was not. I mean, look, if you're Pittsburgh, it was the most beautiful goal in the world, but it wasn't the cleanest goal in the world. It just kind of was from a bad angle and deflected off the goalie Pecorine and just somehow found its way into the back of the net. But uh, yeah, I know it was tough for the for the Predators. I understand they're. They're upset, but uh, that's just one of those plays that does happen in hockey. The referee loses sight of the puck. They blow the whistle, and uh, unfortunately it wasn't covered. Chicken ass. I don't like your uh, reaction to that. The uh, Penguins, uh, too bad. the first team in 19 years to retain the Stanley Cup, 
Eddie, right now, are they going to win it next year? Are they going to win the Stanley Cup right now, Eddie? Well, odds are no, but they've got yeah, to, the, they, the they're getting no. everybody back. It's they're not, not going mean, to win next year. Probably the not. LA Kings are winning the Stanley Cup next year. Well, you heard it here first. The Los Angeles Kings. I don't see that We happening. will be there in the Fiesta, the all-you-can-eat Fiesta, in the media freeloading lounge. I hope so. We will be part of that. The Kings will return to glory. That would be great. I yes. sincerely just don't think that's going to happen. but uh, That's going to happen, yeah. Eddie. I, the Pittsburgh I am, Penguins have a much greater chance of oh, winning it next stop, year than the Kings please. do. Oh, please. The uh, Kings will win. This guy, John Stevens, whoever the hell that is, great coach. Amazing coach, Eddie. Uh, see yeah, the guy he's, they hired? He's yeah. been an assistant oh, with yeah. the team all for right, many, right, many, many right, years. Been promoted right, yeah. to, to the head job. That's right. Always nice to promote. All right. So, uh, ben Maller's show on Fox, and if you want to be part of it, you know the number. Last hour, a great success, the hour of incarceration. For the entire hour, <laughs> we had... The phone's packed with bad boys. Now, I know that we have Deviant. asked Ben later yeah. in the week. Yeah. But I have to ask, has anyone on the staff been arrested? Been incarcerated before? Hmm. Let's see. Here. Well, that's that one night. No. Uh, I've, I've come close. I've told several of the stories where I came close, but that doesn't count. Like, I've had... I've had interaction. Does not count exactly. No, no, no jail. No. no. Uh, I, I have your... not. I have not come close. All right, Coop. You you look like a criminal. Have you been arrested, no. Coop? He does engage in. Well, he has engaged. Yeah. in No, legal, I've never. I've never activities. been arrested. Now legal though, Eddie. It is now legal, yeah, but at the time, do you think he just started? No. No, he start, Once it became legal, Coop said, "All right, this is a good hobby. I'll pick this up." You know, there's, for only, medical there's only one man left. Uh oh. He's a Raider fan, so I mean, how dare you? Answer the question. <laughs> Uh, there was one brouhaha in Santa Barbara, California, but it was not my fault. Uh, it was a hip-hop concert. The hip-hop artist was rolling a big, what would you call it, Coop? He, he was on the- Doobie? Ba- yeah. <laughs> he was bigger than that. On the East a Coast. Blunt. Yeah, it, it was the size of a cigar, and he had a huge bag of uh, what the kids call chronic, and he and a bicycle cop pulled him to the back- was starting to uh, give him a citation and had his hands behind his back right before this artist had to go on stage. So I took one for the radio station. He told me, look, he can go and perform, but you're going to have to take the citation in his place. So I had to go to court and everything. The radio station paid for the citation. Is there a a mugshot of you? uh, No. No No, 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 no mugshot. But I did have to sit in the back of the Santa Barbara police car while they wrote the citation. All right. Was it comfortable back there? Uh, no, it was not. It's, Does it have seatbelts back there? No, and it no smelled belts. slightly like urine. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. They don't. They clean those like cheap hotels. Yeah. You know, the yeah. Back of police cars. Yeah. It's, well, it's just gonna get dirty anyway. <laughs> exactly. Again, Someone's gonna vomit and urinate in here. Yeah. Right it smelled it. like a Motel Six. Are there bed bugs in the back? Uh, yeah. The whole thing. Motel Six is sponsor. Uh, not anymore. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We'll try to figure out the better fashion statement. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. Uh, Our friend Funhouse writes in and says, Ralph Irvin has definitely been arrested. A felony weirdness, according to Funhouse. Uh, This is is an uncalled-for attack at Ralph Irvin. I can't imagine that Ralph has done any time in in the big house. Cruising down the street in my 6'4". Although when I hear sound bites like that, it makes you wonder. Maybe there's two sides to Ralph. Let's not get called into the principal's office again. Oh, st- you got to live on the edge, Eddie. You got to live on the edge. We know Ralph doesn't listen to this show. 
right? We no way he listens to this show. He doesn't even Especially know. Especially since do. he's he's coming in following me uh, today, so I'm sure. He's oh, is sleeping. he? Yes, he oh, is. Okay. Well, and Eddie, he said these statements on the air. The last time he filled in for you, Ralph said that he had a street cred card in his wallet. Yeah, hood card, Danny. Hood He's gangster. Hood card, he called it. Yeah, hood card. Because he said he used to roll with athletes. I'm going to ask to uh, see that when he comes We should do a morning. documentary and take Ralph to the hood <laughs> yeah. and drop Ralph off in the hood to see how long Ralph Well, he Ralph does lasts. have a lot of street lingo because uh, every yeah. time I, I see him, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And he always says that he's ducky. <laughs> what? I, he, ducky. I don't, he, yeah, that's his, okay. he, I'm just, yeah, I'm ducky. That's good. Yeah. I like that. It's very, a lot, they say a lot in the, in the hood. That is a gangster term. It is, yeah. Uh, yes. Many, uh, you know, the, the uh, Crips and the Bloods often uh, reference that when they talk to each other, clearly. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy says, put me down for three arrests, but only one was an overnight stay. Charges were later dropped. Well, Mr. Nice Guy joining our, is, are we out of the, we're out of the hour of incarceration. Now it's just another hour, but people still want to tell their stories. Let's say hello to, let's see here, where should we go? How about we say hello to William? who's in Virginia on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, William. You're on the Ben Maller Show. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Welcome, William. What's up? All right. So real quick, I'm going to share my thoughts. If you give me a couple minutes, I'll share some more. So with the NBA Finals, if you put people in foul trouble in the first six minutes, I don't care who the teams are. If the other team is all in foul trouble, they can't play defense. That creates space for open shots, and therefore that's how they can make open shots. Um, so that, it's not really rigged. It's just more so in favor to benefit a team. What bothered me about that game was Van Gundy was talking about how many points they scored in the first quarter. When you have more than 20 free throws, it's not going to be hard to score 40 points. Well, William, listen, I, I agree with you. I, mean, I brought that up. The first 10 minutes of the game, the Golden State Warriors were called for all kinds of fouls, and a technical foul was insane at the beginning of that game. But still, 49 points. That's an NBA Finals record. That's not the first time in the NBA Finals history where the officiating has heavily favored one side. It happens often. When J.J. Barrera can box up and, and defend LeBron James, LeBron James can never be the GOAT. And, and that's why people think he's rigged. But, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's people don't talk about it because people get labeled as a conspiracy turd. So it's hard for people to talk about it. Nobody's going to admit the truth. But with the game, when 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 Golden State is coming back, and it's like thirteen points or ten points, boom, a foul's called. That kills the momentum. Did you see? No, there's no such thing as momentum. There's no such thing as momentum. You had me till momentum. That's a sports casting term. Momentum. It does not exist. Just because you make three shots in a row does not mean you're going to make the fourth shot. Every individual shot is individual to itself. There's no such thing as momentum. I know Van Gundy loves to say that when he's not talking about the Kardashians or Rihanna or something like that. But stop with the momentum. Okay, yeah, I'm with you up until the momentum. So, no, what I'm saying in basketball, there's many sports that you can play, but when you kill the momentum in oh, basketball... Oh, you just said it again. I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> Enough with that. Let's go to Sean in L.A. He's got a golden ticket. So he goes to the front of the line. Hello, Sean. Because I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. Well, it's not a golden ticket. But this is an incarcerated ticket, Big Ben. Yeah, we got another incarcerated ticket. Uh, this one, uh, I was in jail uh, downtown, the uh, Man Central Jail and the Twin Towers. The first time I went there, I saw Robert Downey Jr. 
That's he was, it. He was, you a, don't, cool, you he was don't, a cool you, guy. He wasn't in the general population. He was with us, you know, uh, hanging out, talking fast like how you do as an Iron Man character. That's how he usually talks. Uh, when I went to the Twin Towers, I saw Suge yeah. Knight when they brought him in after the violation, after the Tupac shooting. Uh, you know, just just in jail, back and forth, a couple of warrants, uh, caught up in a couple of gang sweeps, and uh, yeah. I've been trying to keep my nose clean ever since. But uh, when I heard you going on the rants about Cleveland and Sam Weiss, they were throwing batteries on the field. But the best the best rant about Cleveland was by my man, the curb stomper, Seth Rollins. You got to play that one, man, because that was the best rant of all times on Cleveland. Oh, we have that one. We'll try to find that, uh, Sean. Well, that, you don't get uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Suge Knight when you go to jail in Appleton, Wisconsin. Nah, they, get, Robert Downey Jr. was in the county jail. No, I know, I know that, I'm, but I'm saying that's like an L.A. jail experience that you don't get in most places. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. true, but then a couple of times uh, I had just missed O.J. too. He was in there the first time they had picked him but, up. But, o, but O.J. was like, in, he wasn't in the general population. Nah, though. they kept yeah. him. Yeah. They kept him locked up by himself, but so Robert cla- Downey Jr. So was hanging with the general population. Really? You're telling me that Robert, Robert he, was so, he wasn't afraid of anybody? He was no, just hanging out with everybody? No, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. has a hood card, I'm telling you. He has that hood card, Ben. Really? Really. Who else has the? Give me some other celebrities that have that. I want to know. I'm uh, curious. Well, I mean, Suge, he, got, he has a hood card because when he was in jail, uh... The gang module he was in, he had $100 on everybody's books that was in there, so that was his hood card right there. So everybody yeah. had $100 on their books with him. They was in his gang module. So, you know, wow. that's the only two guys I've really seen that had hood, you know, yeah. in jail like that. You I know? got you. I got you. All right. Well, look at And just in case our advertisers are listening, you have, you've been on the straight and narrow now. You're an honorer. You're, you're a good citizen. You're... You're doing everything you're supposed to do. Yes? Oh, yeah, man. I, I yeah. keep my nose clean, man. I'm cleaning up the staying greens, man. You know, nice. I, I, I love try, that. Try, you try, see try, that? Try keep it that way. Hey, we all got a past, right? We all <laughs> got a past. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, Sean. All right. Be good. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. See, let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, let's do it. Here we go. It's Mallard to the third degree, and we bring in the Coop DeLoop, who has not been incarcerated, so he could not call the show. He's not allowed to call the show. Ben, over the weekend, video of Dwayne Wade walking through the halls of Quicken Loans Arena has been making the rounds on the internet. In the video, you can hear several fans screaming to Wade as he walks by that they need him in Cleveland next year. Pathetic. <laughs> what do you think the chances are of a uh, Dwayne Wade LeBron reunion? Yeah, well, I will get the old Maller calculator out for this one. I, I am going to go. I go forty percent. I'm going to go forty percent on this. So there's a sixty percent chance. No, the reason why a Dwayne Wade has a player option. Okay, you know how much that option's worth? Twenty three point eight million dollars. He is not going to get that kind of dough in Cleveland. He's not going to get that kind of dough anywhere else other than Chicago. So is he really going to leave that much paper on the table to go chase a ring when he's already made a bunch of uh, money? And I, I, you can say, well, he's not needing the money. He's, he's made a bunch of money. But he's already won three championships. He's been part of three championship teams from his days in Miami. So why would he care about getting a fourth? Championship. I mean, nice to get one. Don't get me wrong, but it's nice to get one and have twenty three point eight million dollars. My man D Wade's had a little problem with the ladies. You know, the divorce here paid some money out. These things have happened. 
they've cut into his 401k, and B, when the finals are over, and that will likely be tonight in Northern California, LeBron James is going to go do inventory on the roster, and he's going to reexamine what the Cavaliers need to get past Golden State, and that's pretty much divine intervention at this point. But for sentimental reasons, it is not outrageous to think that he could add Dwayne Wade. But the, the counter-argument is, if he really wanted to play with Dwayne Wade, he could have stayed in Miami and kept the band together. But he said goodbye, and he didn't bring Wade in last year when he had the opportunity to do it. So uh, the, the odds are still against this. However, if LeBron has a high basketball IQ, which he loves to tell everyone that he does, and he looks at this objectively, Dwayne Wade is a 35-year-old falling star. He's in the twilight of what has been a solid career. D. Wade's field goal percentage has gone down the past four seasons. He also misses roughly 25% of every season because he's got a delicate and a fragile body. So the, the answer should be no, but because of the relationship, the answer is not a firm no. It's more like a, a 60-40 no. Next! Reports over the weekend say that the trade market for Paul George will be limited by the belief that he will sign with the Lakers next summer. Ben, do you think that George has become untradeable for the Pacers? No, absolutely not. Paul George is in play. The The draft is coming up after the finals end. We'll focus on the, the NBA draft. And there's a number of teams right now that are weighing whether or not to trade for Paul George. And you're not going to be intimidated because of internet gossip that George is only going to play for the Lakers Next summer. Number one, I remember a couple years back, Kevin Love, when he was playing in Minnesota, was supposed to be the savior of the Lakers. And there was similar chatter about Kevin Love that was intercepted from Russian hackers years ago. And you know what happened? He got traded to Cleveland. And not only did Kevin Love get traded to Cleveland, he did the thing that you're not supposed to do. He enjoyed it so much that he signed an extension to play with LeBron James and the Cavaliers. So Kevin Love never got to play for the Lakers, at least not in his prime years. And number two, something similar could happen with Paul George. The Celtics, the Cavaliers, even a a team like San Antonio, they try to mix it up and change it up a little bit. Uh, And a host of other teams could deal for Paul George this offseason, then attempt to convince him with Jedi mind tricks to stay in their respective cities. LeBron James... It could send Tristan uh, Kardashian and others to Cleveland, other spare parts, or to Indiana, rather, from Cleveland, and get Paul George. And outside of a sign and trade, George would have to leave a lot of money on the table. And it would not make good business sense to do that. So I, I would say it's far from a guarantee that George ends up with the Lakers, and it's certainly a strong possibility he is traded this off season. Next, Ben, something you may have noticed uh, while you were watching Game Four yeah. is that there was a little uh, skirmish, a little not, not not a skirmish, just a a kerfluffle, I guess. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, you like that word? Yes. Uh, between I like rhubarb, Donnie Brook. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Rhubarb, yeah. rhubarb, that's a good one. Like I'll we'll use rhubarb. Okay. There's a little rhubarb between a Cavs fan sitting courtside. And uh, Matt Barnes and a couple of different Warriors players, and it turns out that that Cavs fan was eventually ejected yeah. for getting into it with Matt Barnes. Do you think it's right for a fan to be kicked out for something that they said? Yeah, and listen, the position on this is yes. Uh, that's my position. First of all, there there are magic words, right? There are magic words that, if said with just the right amount of nuance and gusto, 
can elicit a nuclear reaction. Now, I found it amazing. I watched that a couple of times. I kept the, had the DVR going. I kept watching. I found it amazing that this guy, I didn't know this at the time. I knew it after when somebody did some investigating. This guy's the CEO of a steel company in northern Ohio and is supposedly worth a Brinks truck full of money. And he's part of LeBron James' posse, the guy that got kicked out. In fact, he's a BFF with LeBron's agent. And supposedly LeBron James attended this guy's wedding. All right, so they, they, he's one of King James' associates, and he got kicked out of an NBA Finals game. Uh, but secondly, in a perfect world, the players would be okay. They wouldn't be such delicate little flowers. But words have power, but only as much power as we give those particular words. so And I, I would say far too often, far too often, you know, the, the players get too worked up. And, and, you know, good or bad, people give words too much power. I remember when I was a kid, I was taught as a little kid the old adage, and so were you, that sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never harm me. We got to update that. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will get me ejected. From an NBA Finals game. you got to change it up a little bit. Uh, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass this edition. That's a winner! Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, you. And away we go. It's the Insta Advice Line. The safety net is on. No more. We throw it away. You ever get a radio show and you get the chance to do your own call-in show? These are great jobs. I hope you get one someday. But if you do get a job like this, listen, I've been doing this a long time. We are trained professionals. We are about to go into the minefield that is on-screen radio. We've already had a very interesting program. We're proud to announce that we lead Fox Sports Radio, our show, in profanity. Uh, is that right, Danny G, that the, this uh, this overnight shift here, we have more dirty words yeah. and potty mouths than anyone, right? Yes, Ben. I was informed by management that 90% of the curse word traffic comes from this show. Ninety percent. Hell yeah. Ninety. You don't hear this kind of language during the day. That's right. Very proud of that. Good job by you. You potty mouth. How dare you? Okay. Let's get to it now. It's the instant advice line. We pick someone in sports that needs our advice. It's usually a player. Sometimes it's a coach, a prominent media member. Who needs our advice this week? Well, the theme of the show, one of the themes, has been what happened on Friday night in the Something just doesn't smell right. Doesn't pass the smell test. What happened in Cleveland on Friday night? So we got a game tonight in the Bay Area: the Warriors and the Cavs. Game five. What is your advice to the NBA officials on how to call a fair game in Game Five? What is your advice? Now you're live on the air. When you hear my voice, we'll start out with you on line one. Your advice to the NBA officials on how to call a fair game. They need to stay away from lot lizards, pee in bottles, thank the Salvation Army, the Silica St. Mary's, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Wiggins! Big shout out to Bring our friend. Bring back the white women! Hollering James. Uh, line two, you are next. Your advice 
to the NBA officials on how to call a fair game? I would advise them to look into the Mandela effect, more so the field of dreams. It now states, if you build it, he will come. Line three, you are next. We're giving advice to the NBA referees on how to call a fair game tonight. Thank you for that. Line four, you're next. You're live on the air. We're giving advice to the NBA officials. Do not lend your car to Derek Fisher. Yes, that's, that is good advice. Line six, hello. You are next, line six. Advice to the NBA officials on how to call a fair game. Well, we know the Cavs have the momentum because it is what it is. And uh, LeBron oh, goes- stop. with the Please. Uh, line one, you're next. NBA officials, how can they call a fair game tonight? You're on Fox. Uh, yes, Ben. I would look the NBA officials square in the eye and say, You hang up on yourself, Ben Maller. You hang up on yourself, Ben Maller. Line two is next. It's Fox Sports Radio's Ben Maller Show. We call this the Insta Advice Line. We're giving advice to the officials on how to call a fair game in the finals tonight. Line two. Yes, Ben. I think that they should start the pregame uh, meal with some hot nuts. <laughs> hot nuts. His phone, he dropped his phone into a pit of acid. Hot nuts. We haven't heard from him since. Uh, line three. Hello, line three. The entire West Coast should fall into the ocean. Thank you for that, yes. Uh, line four, you're next. Advice to NBA officials on how to call a fair game. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That's not right, sir. We dumped that. No one heard it. A random line. Hello, random line. Oh, hi, Ben. Oh, it's Cowboy John Brad in Windsor, Ontario. Who? Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, rest in peace, Adam West, who, of course, was Batman on TV from 66 to 68, and the uh, antediluvian big leader outfielder Jimmy Pearsall, and the NBA referees uh, should think of... Yeah, all right. Thank you. Uh, line six, you're next. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We're giving advice... To the officials who are going to call tonight's game on how to have a fair NBA Finals game. If the refs get that envelope from Tony Soprano, it'll be a fair game. Yeah, I, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? As long as that envelope, you got to be sealed, though. You got to be sealed envelope filled with $100 bills. Line one, hello. They cannot call a fair game. They're cheating, smoke, dope, and hippies. All right, thank you for that. Yes, that's Adam Silver calling in. Line two. Hello, line two. And Will Talk is a bitch. All right, thank you for that. That's uh, our friend uh, from Niagara Falls calling in. Uh, hello, line three. And I would tell the officials not to call a foul, but one of the players does the maller. Maneuver. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have not heard from Real Talk in a couple of days, uh, by the way, going back to that previous call from Sean in Niagara Falls. I hope he calls here because someone wanted me to pass a message on to Real Talk, so hopefully he'll call. If not today, maybe tomorrow. Line four, you are next on Fox. We're giving advice to the NBA officials. LeBron James is a prima donna. Thank you for that. Yes, that's Charles Barkley. Line six. Hello. Quit reffing like a bunch of. All right, line line. I I knew that was going to be bad. I saved you, Danny, because that would have been a. a I think bad. he was going to say like a bunch of nine-year-old girls. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. I should have left that on. Then. All right, call back, Angry Bill. Bad job by you, Bill. Uh, you're assuming. You know what happens when you assume. Line one. Hello. Is J.R. Reed playing tonight? Yes, he's starting. 
in the CBA. Uh, line two, hello. They had one official. They never showed up. Yeah! <laughs> line three, you're next. It's the instant advice line for the NBA officials how to call a fair game. Why don't you just listen to the Ben Mahler show, number one in convicts, potheads, and fuck. Yeah, that's right. Number one with a bullet. Or handcuffs. Uh, line line four. Hello. I know it's you. Yes, exactly. Yes, it clearly, it clearly is. Uh, line five. Hello. Hello, Ben. It's always good advice to just dress up like a tampon. Yeah, that's worked for cool. Well, who'd do that? Yeah. Uh, line six. Hello. Yeah, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. Uh, well, I didn't understand. That jet be... fuel doesn't melt steel beams. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, uh, thank you. Uh, random line. Oh, random line not there. Line one, hello. Sean 316. Oh, yeah, the John 316 guy got in. No blasphemy here. Hello, line two. They need to call the game just like your militia does when you're playing Mallard's Mountain of Money. They will cheat, cheat, cheat. Yeah, well, that's what they've been doing in the NBA. A bunch of cheaters, these guys. Jerk yourself uh, away. Line three, hello. Don't let Todd eat babysit. All right, uh, line line four. Hello, line four. Hi, uh, yes. Uh, use the NFL replacement refs from the. Yeah, they were really good. Line five. Hello. Listen to Adrian Grenier and. Uh, who cares? Uh, li- line six. Hello, line six. Well, I'm thinking of a number sixty nine. Get laid and be happy. Okay, thank you hey, for that. Yes, that's uh, a new host of Love Line. All right, we'll do one more and only one more call. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I'll blame the Koopa Loop. Koop, which number do you want? Every call, every line is four. Line four. Line four. The final call on the instant advice line of the NBA officials on how to call a fair game. Uh, Put Vince McMahon in charge of the officials. Boom, boom, boom. There it is. The final piece of advice. (laughs) Solid wisdom. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.